papers. Please get them stuck in your mind. I appeal to you. Take time. Go through them again. Get them stuck in your mind. Let that be your memory. Jesus will say, let that was thinking. Let it sink in. Let these things be part of you. Amen. Praise the living God. Because you see, when you understand these keys, anytime you are reading the Bible or somebody is preaching about something along the line, it will be easy for you to comprehend. Mm-hmm. It will be very easy. So there is a need for you to understand what we are dealing with. It is very important. So we are still dealing with what you will believe. Annihilation, eternal torment, or total reconciliation. And this is past 18. And uh, let's not forget our memory verse, which has to do with Philippians 4 verse 8. Whatever thing that is good, some virtue, some praise, just think on those things. Any other thing that is not of it, forget it. That is God's word. So we're dealing tonight again with who is Lazarus and the rich man. And that's a common story that the church so much knows. Every believer knows that. Our evangelical brothers are wonderful people along that line. The Lord is giving us understanding and we trust that the Lord will open us up so that we can know more of His will. Even in all of the stories that He has given to us in the scriptures. Ability to separate stories and reality. And even what the stories seems to portray. Amen. Let's turn to the book of Luke chapter 16. We're going to do it about uh, three verses tonight. I pray God help me next week. I'll finish up with this story. and Just move on. I think you should have known all you are supposed to know about here. The rest you can go and research for yourself. Okay. I will then look chapter 16. I'm going to read from verse 24 to 26. And he cried, that's the rich man, and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and said Lazarus, that he may dig the tip of his fingers in water and cool my tongue, for I'm tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember. A thou in a lifetime received thou good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And beside all this, between us and you, there is a great God fixed, so that the which could pass from here to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that will come from thence. Hallelujah. That's a wonderful reply from Father Abraham. I only know what Abraham means by this. But we're going to consider this. If, if this guy is really your son. Amen. I don't know if you understand what I mean. Your son. Look at your son in torment and he's crying. Father help me. And he said there's nothing we can do. He didn't make any attempt. He didn't even kind of regret and say oh, look I don't know. Uh, but let, let me see what I can do or whatever. No, 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 no. There's nothing we can do. It is fixed. And yes, your son. That's a wonderful Abraham, isn't it? Lazarus himself he didn't even do anything about it. He didn't even make any comments. <laughs> he didn't even come to Abraham and say, Abraham, let me, let me try if I can do something about it. Maybe Lazarus was afraid not to be born in that fire too. <laughs> what a picture. Hallelujah. Uh, if we believe that Abraham, in the true sense of it, is supposed to be representing God in this picture, can God see his children born in and he will do nothing about it? Amen? I, I don't know if you understand what I mean. Your son is crying unto you. God is looking for people to come, come unto him. And here is one seeking help. And then God is replying, there's nothing I can do about it. I'll fix it. <laughs> Such a good God. And then well, that will tell us because there's no second chance. 
is only the thousand and one chance when it comes to the issue of God. He knows what he's doing. Praise the Lord. Okay, let's begin to dig into this. Father Abraham, now verse 24. We have already indicated that the Jews have Abraham as their father, according to John chapter 8, verse 39. Remember that? John 8, 39 said, We have Abraham as our father. We be not born of fornication. We are not adulterous. Uh, father Abraham is our father. We are father. I don't know who their mother was anyway. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Abraham just had our children. I don't know who the mother is. I think the mother should be Sarah. Amen. Uh, but if you want to dig into that, you're going to see something very big in the true sense of it. Our mother is Hagar, not Sarah. Hallelujah. Because you see, Sarah gave back to Isaac. Huh? And Hagar gave back to Ishmael. And Ishmael persecuted the son of Sarah, who are the heir. And so they are persecuting Jesus Christ through Isaac. So who is their mother? Ishmael. Ishmael's mother. They are Ishmael's people. Amen. <laughs> that is their mother. He had two wives. Okay. That's why Galatians said Jerusalem it now is. It's a bonded with her children. Is it clear? Alright. And in verse 25, we are told, but Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in the lifetime receiver good things. Here we find that Abraham accepted who the rich man was as his son. Is it clear? Uh huh. Who wants that good thing? Speaking of the house of Judah with all the Abrahamic promises and the covenants. Like we said earlier. I mean, this is a clear picture. He accepted this guy that is his own son. He's his son. The son called him father and the father said son. So they are still in a relationship. Because something is separating them. And that's what we're going to discover later, talking about the Gulf. We're going to find out what the Gulf is. That's actually separating them. Otherwise, the relationship is still there. He has never abandoned him. God will never abandon his people. At whatever level of hell they are, God is still their God. Amen? I just wanted to understand that. Whether they be Judaism, whether they be... Uh, I, what would you call this? Zoroastrians, Hinduism, they are still the sons of God. Hallelujah. The only difference is that they are not yet plugged into the covenant that God has made as of this moment. So Abraham said, He's his son, and he agreed to that. Praise the living God. Now, but come to think of it, according to the scriptures, reading from the book of Romans, I would like us to turn there. Romans chapter 7. And uh, can we finish all of this? That's a little bit of wrong reading, but let's see if we can do justice to it. Romans chapter 7, please. Let me see if we can do one or two things here. Hallelujah. Are you there? Romans 7, uh, we'll look at verse 1, but I think what is important to us should be verse 17. There is something I really want to prove out of this. But let me see if I can go on. Or do you not know, brethren? For I speak to those who know the law. That the law has dominion over a man as long as liveth. For the woman who has a husband is bound by the law to her husband as long as he lives. But if the husband dies, she is released from the law of her husband. So then... While her husband lives, 
he cannot praise the Lord so then while her husband lives she marries another man she will be called an adulteress but if her husband dies she is free from that law so that she is no adulteress although she has married another man therefore my brethren you also have become dead to the law through the body of Christ that ye may be married to another to him who was raised from the dead and, and you know that is Christ that we should bear fruit to God for when we were in the flesh the sinful passions which were arose by the law were at work in our members to bear fruit to death that now but now we have been delivered from that law having died to what we were held by so that we should serve in the newness of the spirit and not in the oldness of the letter now I think uh, let's move down to chapter verse 13 please I think that's let's go to verse 13 now has then what is good become uh, dead to me Certainly not. I see that is not what I'm trying to deal with. Uh, let me see. Can I get to verse 17? Oh, no. That is not the passage I'm actually looking for. I'm trying to get this passage that talks about Abraham being the father of all nations. And I think that should be very good. Please, chapter 4, correct that. Chapter 4 is what I'm looking for. Sorry. Chapter 4 is what I'm looking for. So let me just speak to verse 17. Please correct that in your outline. Praise the Lord. Okay. Now, in chapter 4, uh, let me take from verse 13 now. For the promise that he will be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if those who were, who are of the law, are as faith is made void, and the promise made of no effect. Because the law brings about wrath. For where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of all, as it is written, listen to this, I have made you a father of what? Many nations. In the presence of him, whom what? He believed. God who gave life to the dead, and caused those things which do not exist, as though they did. Now, the picture I want you to pick from here is this. This man called Abraham his father. Amen? But what God is doing is that Abraham is a father of who? Many nations. Now, they claim Abraham to be their father because they believe in the law. Chapter 7 tells us the law is already dead and you're not supposed to be staying with the law anymore. An attempt to stay with the Lord means you are marrying somebody who is, you know, is a different person entirely. You are committing adultery. Are you following that? Praise the living God. 
Now he said, the promise to Abraham was that he was going to be the father of many nations. In other words, he's not just the father of the Jews. But they are claiming Abraham to be what? Their father. Are you listening to this? Now, what makes you to be a child of Abraham now is by what? Faith, not the law. Now, do not understand that these people who are crying, as we have already discovered, were the Jewish people. Who are still claiming entitlements to the laws and then claiming Abraham to be their father. Unknown to them, God has changed the position. Are you listening? God has already started changing the position. He's not dealing with the issue of the law. And it's not just saying those who are hanging onto the law, they are the people who are Abraham's children. He's not talking about those who have faith through Christ. As a matter of fact, because that is the promised seed. Those who have faith in Christ become Abraham's children. Are you following this? Alright. Now, it's only Abraham's child that is going to be in his bosom. That is what they do not understand. That is what so many people here do not even understand. Now, who is going to be in the bosom of Abraham? It's going to be the son of Abraham. Even in John 1, 18, the Bible said, Jesus said he was in the bosom of the father. Are you listening? Now, since the Jews have not accepted Christ, it simply means they cannot be the father of the children of Abraham by what? By faith. Now, the Gentiles who were not under the law, have come to accept the sacrifice of Christ, they are now the children of Abraham by what? By faith. Are you listening to this? Now, so who is going to be in the bosom of Abraham now? The Gentiles who believe through faith. Is it got the picture now? So the rich man, as I continue to make you understand, has to do with the Jews now asking help from Father Abraham. But in the natural, even up to this moment that we are talking about, they do not yet understand, they do not yet believe, and I will make you see why they have not yet believed, and why you should not blame them. You should pray for them. Praise the living God. So, we'll read again, say for the promise, are you there? Just talk about that. As it is written, and made the father of many nations, for the promise that he should be the heir of the world, was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of what? Of faith. That's chapter 4, verses 11 and 13. So, know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of who? Of Abraham. So they, they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. I want you to understand that. Turn to the book of Galatians chapter 3 and see what I've just read. Galatians 3. Read verse 3 and verse 6. I mean verse 9. Read Galatians 3 verse 6 and verse 9. That is where you are going to find what I just read. You see? Know ye not therefore that that which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. So you don't just go about claiming Abraham is our father. Father Abraham. Hallelujah. Are you still following it? So then, they which are faith are blessed with faithful world. Abraham. Who is the blessing going to be resting upon now? Those who are praising in faith. Is it clear then? Praise the Lord. Are we here? Alright. Hallelujah. Can I move on? You still reading? Just trying to confirm. Confirm. Now, this is the fact. 
of history where the Jews could not comprehend because of the blindness that was in them. Are you getting this? What am I saying? The fact is that the Jews do not and often not have not been able to comprehend the fact that Abraham's children are those who are prayed by what? By faith. You look at this? They have not been able to discover this. They have not been able to come to this realization. Praise the living God. Amen. You look at it? Those who are prayed by faith are Abraham's children. And they are the people that have to be blessed in the prayer. Now what we actually find out here is that Gentile nations who are not in the covenant eventually begins to operate by faith and they enter into the blessings of who? Of Abraham. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay, now let's move on now. Praise the Lord. Okay. Oh, so where am I here? Now we said they did not know that what made Abraham a father today is through what? Through faith and not a natural bed. Is it clear? You know, the scripture made it clear. He said, It is not all that are Israel that are what are Israel. It's not all that are called Israel that are what Israel. There are natural Israel and there are spiritual Israel. Hallelujah. They are still dealing with the, with the natural bath. And this is one of the major reasons. How many of you have read the struggle for the bath rights? You completed it? <laughs> you need to read. When you try to read the struggle for the bath rights, you'll be able to see clearly what we're dealing with in this picture. Most of what is going on there in Palestine is time wasting. If we realize accurately from this Romans chapter 4, that God is a father to the whole world. God gave the whole world to Abraham and not just a piece of land called Palestine. That was you see. Hallelujah. Uh, you try and read it. The struggle for the bad right. How many of you have even seen the book? Not have read it. How many of you have seen the book? Have you seen the, the cup book? Okay. <laughs> That's alright. You have attempted to do something. Go into it and find out something for yourself. Praise the Lord. Okay, it's very interesting. It's good you know that. There are many things you need to know about your faith. Okay, now, uh, therefore, the Gentile nations who through faith have accepted Christ are now the children of who? Of Abraham. Are we alright? Whereas the judgment upon them for rejecting the Christ who came to and through them was, how can you escape the damnation of hell? It's right there in Matthew chapter 23. 37 to 38. Jesus said, How can you escape the damnation of hell? He was speaking to the Jews. Who claimed to have Abraham? Remember what he told them. He said, If you have Abraham's children, then you will listen to what I'm saying. And you believe in me. You remember that? If you truly have Abraham's children, you will not only believe in me, you will hear what I'm talking about. Because before Abraham was, I am. Praise the living God. Are you getting the picture? Alright. So the Gentiles who simply come by faith, we don't know anything. God said, Come, we just came. Take Abraham as your father with you. Accept Jesus, we accepted. Enter into the covenant of blessings of Abraham. The Jews said, No, this is not the Messiah. We are looking for someone who come and deliver us from the hands of the Romans. I can this man, this is an imposter. Huh? Two 
took him, nailed him to the cross, spat on him, whipped him, did everything they can unto him, rejected him. John 1, the Bible says, he came out on his own, and his own received him not. Are you understanding this? Praise the living God. You know, this story is a very good story. A very beautiful story, if you understand it very well. Praise the Lord. Okay, so say, how can we escape the damnation of hell? And so in hell, the rich man lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off with Lazarus where? At his bosom. And is it clear to us? You know, I've already told them because of what you are doing, you are going to get yourself into hell. If you look at that mighty daughter, Dante, even towards the end of it, he was saying how I desire to cover you as a hen will cover her cheek that you have received. Can you remember that? He came to cover them. He came to protect them from the invasion of the enemy. But they rejected him. He said, okay, you're going to find yourself in hell. You're going to find yourself scattered all over the world. You're going to find yourself, the armies of the Romans and all the people will come and pass on you. And there will be no defense. Because I came as your protector and your defender. But you have rejected me. And so in hell, where they have reject, rejected him, they find themselves in hell. They were dispatched all over the world. Punished and dead with and killed. Embarrassed all over the place. And in that realm, the lifted of the heart to begin to see the Gentiles who through faith have accepted the faith and they are now in the bosom of the Father because they can experience the glory. After all, what is the kingdom of God? Hmm? Righteousness, peace, joy, where? In the Holy Spirit. Is it not clear? Simple. That is what God is bringing forth. That is what God is bringing forth upon the face of the earth. That is what He means for the kingdom of God to come upon the face of the earth. It's a matter of revealing the righteousness and the joy and the peace of God upon the face of the earth. Nothing more than that. And the Bible says anybody that walks in this way is acceptable unto God and unto men. Hallelujah. But that is what they will not. Remember in Matthew chapter 12 where he was casting out devils. What did they say? Say he's casting out devil with what? With Bezebub. It's a rejection all through. They rejected him. They rejected the Holy Spirit. I don't even believe the Jews believe in the Holy Spirit at this moment I was talking about. I don't think they speak in tongues. They don't even believe in that. Hallelujah. Oh, they read the Zaporah, the, uh, you know, the Talmud, whatever. I mean, just things like that. Praise the living God. They don't have any concept as to, in Christ, there's neither men, no female, no Jew, no Greeks. They don't believe that. Let me not finish up before I get there. Just read on here. Now the Bible said, Dip the tip of fingers in water and cool my tongue, for I'm tormented in this flame. What is this? Again, we indicated earlier on that what this man was talking about was salvation into righteousness, not righteousness of the law. For we are told, according to Isaiah chapter 55, verse 1, and Revelation 22, verse 17, you can turn over there in your Bible and mark it out there. He said, Hold everyone that tasted, come ye to the waters. And the spirit and the bride say, Come. And whosoever will let him take the water of life, what? Freely. He don't need to beg for it. It is free. But ignorance made this man to be begging for it. Hallelujah. And like I said earlier on, jokingly too, he, instead of saying, Give me water, I said, A tip. A drop of water. What is that to you? Hallelujah. Did you understand that? Say, whoever is thirsty, let him come. And when we preach this in the church and begin to think that it has to do with something that happened in there, 
we forgot to realize that even as far as life is concerned, there are many people that are petty that need to drink the water of life. They are all over the place. They are all around us. Our eyes are not open to see those who are thirsty around us. The well is always there with the Jesus Christ. And you remember the story of a guy who was running away from Sarah with the baby? Got a place, sat down, put the child and started crying. Child was thirsty because the water Abraham gave them was finished. <laughs> Abraham water can easily get finished. You remember the story? The water they gave to both of them was finished. And they pulled the child down. She put the child down and was crying. And God said, I've had a crowd, the child, not your own. Hallelujah. And somebody just turned around and said, Where? Right by you. There's a well there. She was only blind to the well. She already got into the place where the well was. But she didn't know the well was there. Salvation is available, but we don't know. And when we get salvation, we think it's by our strength. It's just that God opened our eyes to see the well of life. <laughs> he said, There is a well. Remember what he told the Samaritan woman? Samaritan woman, is not. He said, There's a well where I fetch from, you drink, and you never be thirsty again. Huh? Say, Give me that water. That is due. Because this one, anytime I fetch and drink, I still get thirsty again. I come back. I don't want to return to this place. Since there is a well, I don't know. Fetch out of that for me. That is what we need. That is what this man was looking for. That is what Lazarus can provide. But I think in this story too, Lazarus was such a man that was not bothered. Because he never made any appeal. Maybe he wanted to pay back. That should not be our position. The fact that your brother have rejected the gospel for now doesn't mean you can't minister to them anymore. Are you still there? Because Lazarus refused to say a word in this story. He just kept cool and joined the bosom of Abraham. I mean, that's sometimes the position we occupy. That's why we don't reach out to people to let them come and drink. Now, if you look at Revelation 22 verse 17, like we just read, the Bible says, The Spirit and the Bride say, Come. It means the Spirit walks through the church. The Bride is the church. Now, when the Bride doesn't move, the Spirit doesn't move. Both of them must walk together. Are you there? Hallelujah. So the spirit and the bride say, Come, let him with thirsty, let him come and drink freely the water of life. That is what this man was looking for, people of God, not just your history. Forget about all those crazy things they are teaching you. Now, this is simply a proclamation of the spirit through the church that the water of salvation is available to those who are willing, but we do not know that there is no other name. Sorry. But we do know that there is no other name by which we can be saved except that of who? Jesus Christ. Yeah, this is the very one they have rejected. Therefore, they are bound to remain in a thirsty, dry condition of hell without what? Salvation. They are still walking through the law. Is it clear? The water of life is just simply salvation. That is just what it means. It doesn't mean anything. Give me what that means. Just let me have salvation. Let me be saved. Let me have faith to be saved. To come over there into Abraham's bosom. That is just what he's talking about. Not some waters, uh, bottled water, or whatever. Mm-mm. It's not dealing with that. It's just not dealing with that. Praise the living God, somebody. I just pray God will help us, you know, to come out of all this ignorant way of interpreting the scriptures and making it so religious. Uh, you know, zero without knowledge. That is what it is. Zero without knowledge. That will help us. Because we refuse to marry the scriptures the way they should be. 
That is the greatest undoing of the church. Hallelujah. Are we here? So we find that this is nothing but what? Salvation. That's what it's talking about. Now, can I even say this in person? With the little we have already discovered, can you interpret this passage to anybody if you have question on it? Can you be able to tell somebody what you see here in Luke 16? Diligent study, that's what we're doing. Expanding, that's what we're doing. Building, that's what we're doing. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. And a man of God may be tolerant, furnished unto righteousness. Okay, a great golf. I'm very, very much interested in this. I just like this one. Great golf. Now, the great golf, by the way, they've taught us, the way we know it means there's a big pit. But the thing is, I didn't know how wide this golf was. The scripture didn't say. Uh, but the distance from somewhere here to maybe Balaka Market or something like that, I cannot. Because I don't know how you speak and the other person hears. Someone says, Spirit, you can hear from any distance. That's okay. <laughs> this gulf was fixed. You can't pass from here to the other side. If there is going to be any attempt to cross that thing, there must be a bridge. Hallelujah. I want to make you understand that God has already provided a bridge. And people are already crossing. Amen. Praise the living God. Lazarus said, I mean, Lazarus was quiet. He's not bothered. Abraham said, Ah, my son, there's this big pit. Huh? This big thing there, this gully. We can't cross it. And you can't even come. No attempt at all was going to be made. Hallelujah. I don't know, but I think if the rich man was willing, he could see try. It's a matter of climbing and falling, he could see try. Hallelujah. But none of them was willing to try. One was begging, the other one said, I can't come. Let's try to find out what this gulf is all about. What is this gulf that is fixed, that is so impassable for Lazarus to help the rich man? We have heard it preached that the punishment of the rich man must be endless because there was a gulf, a chasm, chasma in the Greek, fixed so that those on one side cannot cross over to the other side. Hallelujah. Now, if this is a literal situation, as we have been made to believe, then there is a violation of scriptures. I want us to read the book of Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 4. Please, Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 4. If this is literal, then one scripture must be broken. But the word of the Lord said, as far as is concerned, there is no judge of the law or the prophet. Are you there with me? That shall go on what? Unfulfilled. Is it there? Matthew chapter 5, we read that. Now, Isaiah chapter 40. Are you there in Isaiah 40? Come on. Are you there in Isaiah 40? Praise the Lord. Can we look at verse... Uh, what, what verse did I put in that Bible? Verse 4. Okay. Can we look at verse 4 of that chapter? What do you find in verse 4? Hallelujah. Every valley shall be what? Exalted. And every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight. 
from the rough places were smooth. Now that's a prophecy. Am I right? Turn to the book of Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. Are we there in Acts 3? Let's look at verse 21 of that chapter. Praise the living God. 20 and verse 21. What did he say? 2021. And he shall say, Jesus, which was before was preached unto thee, whom the heaven must receive until the times of the restitution of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. Now, marry those two scriptures and say something. Isaiah, as a prophet, said, There is not going to be any valley at the end of the day. Every valley, every pit shall be exalted, we shall be filled. Hallelujah. Every mountain shall be made low. Every crooked place shall be made straight. Rough places shall be made smooth. That's a prophecy. And Peter just said, everything the prophet spoke about are going to be accomplished. That's what he means. The restitution of all things according to what God has spoken through the mouth of who? Of the prophet. Now, if this chasm we have just seen in Luke 16 is literal, what is supposed to be the end of this valley? It's going to be what? It's going to be filled. So if it's going to be filled, will the other man on the other side see the man there in tunnel without crossing over? Are you sitting there? This man will walk across. <laughs> he will just walk across because the valley is filled. So the condition why he cannot come was because there was a valley. There was a gulf. Abraham said there is a big gulf. Those here cannot cross and those here cannot cross. Now there comes a time when this valley is filled. So what happened? Because there was no rejection on the part of Abraham. The only problem now is the ability to do what? To cross. Did you follow what I'm talking about? So if this valley is eventually filled, what would Abraham do to Lazarus? Carry water and will give to my son. So everybody will drink at the end of the day. Because this valley is going to be filled. Praise the living God. It's going to be filled. In fact, the valley is already filled. Praise the Lord. Okay. Now going by these prophetic words, it simply means this gulf must be filled up later, if taken literally. Meaning that this separation is not forever, and so the torment of the rich man on the other side will also end because he will one day walk across the filled valley to drink water. Hello? Did you follow what I said there? You see, the eternal torment is directly connected to the fact that there is a valley that will make it impossible for him not to come over here to drink water. Now if the valley is filled, what do you think he's going to do there? He will walk across. And it only ends. So even what you call eternal torment cannot even hold when it comes to the issue of the gulf that is what? Fixed. 
Praise the living God, somebody. Are we still friends? You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> it is as simple as that. You can't just continue to be telling me what the scripture is saying will not be. It can't be forever because this valley must be filled. And the valley is filled, there's no chain on the rich man's waist. And this guy is interested in water. He has already destroyed his water on the other side. Nothing is going to stop him. He will walk. He still have his mind. He can see pink. And there's a pool of water there where Lazarus is drinking from. He will go there and drink. Good enough, Abraham did not say you are not qualified for the water. He said we can't cross. But one day, God began to tell Lazarus how fill the valley. And Lazarus will just let a rich man, I mean Abraham, will just say, Lazarus, go give my son water. Go and give him water to drink. And so we find that the rich man will eventually end up drinking the same water Lazarus is drinking. Hallelujah. I know my friends who preach eternal torment will not like me on this. But there's nothing we can do about this. Truth is still truth. Hallelujah. But we must go beyond this natural reasoning. I just said that on the ground that we try to interpret this thing naturally. Do you understand it? But we must go beyond that. How many really understood that these two people from, I mean, two people from different people that form different opinions. That's exactly what I'm, I'm trying to say there. About the thing, they are already divided. Listen to this. If we, for instance, uh, if I want to bring it on the path of doctrine, that's a more serious thing. You know that when you believe a doctrine that some other person doesn't believe, both of you are already divided? You know that? It's a big gun fix. Already. It's a Don't go to that man's house. Are you listening? <laughs> Amen. You think it was stupid for the Jews after they come from market, they have to wash their hands and legs and, 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 and beers and everything? Because there was a big gulf. They were the only righteous people, all the gentile people, they were demons. Do you understand that? They cannot go to the market and buy and be contaminated and come back home and enter the house. They will carry demons into the house. So they must wash their legs and their feet and their beards and everything, wash up to the elbow. For cleansing, wash the ear with which they had the people spoke. Do you understand? <laughs> Are you going to wash them? Raise your mouth. Are you listening to this? There was a big golf fix. So where is the golf in the true sense of it? Now thinking, it's our thinking. <laughs> Hallelujah! This just explains to you what was the difference between Lazarus and the rich man. Is it thinking of the rich man as compared to the thinking of Lazarus? Amen. After this time that we are looking at, we find that. God is operating in faith. They are still operating on the law. And so then if you talk about the law, yes, we are the people. If you are not part of the law, we don't know you. We have nothing to do with you. Can you see the difference between the Samaritans and the Jews? That was a big gulf. What was his, what was his statement that the Samaritan 
woman made to Jesus. Can anybody remind me? Can you hear what he said? What she said? Say that being a Jew, what have you got to do with the Samaritan? Absolutely nothing. That tells you how separated they were. But that is Jesus. Oh, thank you, Father. That is Jesus going to the where. How do you hear what I'm talking about? That is Jesus going to the very where the issue of water and how to bridge that gap between the Jews and the Gentiles. Between the Samaritan and the Jewish people. He went there to bridge that gulf. Even when the disciples came, they were amazed. How come he's talking to a Samaritan woman? Even with all the Holy Ghost in them. They were the really, as at that time, the little Lazarus. Who we have nothing to do with the Samaritans. Jesus wanted to offer water. But to them, that is abominable. Because to them, salvation is of the Jews. It doesn't belong to any other person in this. Are you here? Reasoning. Thinking. Is the greatest problem. Anywhere, anytime. Within fellowship. Husband and wife. When it comes to military matters. It is this problem. That is the gulf. Your perception about life. That is the gulf. Are you still here? Praise the living God. Most husband and wife, they create golf almost every one more month. <laughs> when trouble comes, the pillow becomes. <laughs> it doesn't face wall, it doesn't face wall. <laughs> Even if fan is not playing on that side. Golf. <laughs> Until the bridge will come. You see what I'm talking about? Is it going to us? It's so simple. But we think it's a natural thing. It's not. Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are life and they are spirit. Until we approach the scripture from a spiritual perspective, we are in trouble. We are in trouble. You understand that? Oh, the scripture said it. Mm -hmm. What did Jesus mean when he said it? We don't bother. So we create God every day. Jesus is bridging and bridging, but we are still creating more God. Our theology, our teachings, our doctrines, our belief systems, creating more gods. Let's move on. I'm going to show you why it is fixed and who fix it. <laughs> so that you can understand accurately. We are living no loose end. Time up everything. Now how many understand that the division between the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom was so sharp that the Jewish people will have nothing to do with the Samaritan? All because there was a division in the days of Rehoboam. That's part of what I was explaining. Can you remember that? Okay. Was that not a God fixed yet? They were supposed to be of the same nation. Were they not one nation? They were. That's a golf. You know the Nigerian Civil War? That was a golf. Huh? A big golf fixed. You dare not talk say you are a Biafra man. You are finished. You can't go over there and say you are a Nigerian. You are finished. You are taking each other right here. Golf. Hmm? So that because of the inter-travel ethnic problems we are having, if a security man wants to build a house, he's looking for a particular place to build it. 
You wouldn't want to be little and so that when it is back tomorrow, the body stops. But we are born of one blood. That's what the Bible says. But our thinking and material attitudes that we have developed, there's now a big golf face. Hallelujah. Sharp division. Crossing over is just beginning to think like the other man. That is what needs to cross over. Just think the same mind. Let this mind be in you. Say, let all of you be in one mind. We will preach this thing somewhere else for the world to hear. Hallelujah. The days will come. Just one mind. That's what he's talking about. And you see, if you're not thinking like me, there is nothing I can do to help you. Do you know that? Even if I try to, you will still resist it. You don't want it. Because to you, it is poison. And maybe that's why Lazarus didn't want to bother himself. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the living God. Let's see something here. Amen. Okay, where am I then? So, we say, well, they're not a great God fix here. They're supposed to be one nation. So, what was the main problem with the Jews that created this gulf? And who created it and why? It's important. Who does this mean? Did he just exist on his own? Was it because of landslide? Is it a geographical problem? Was it an earthquake? <laughs> Was it tsunami disaster and I promised it? How did this gulf come to be into? I mean, how did it come into existence? Because you see what Lazarus said? He said the gulf is fixed. I mean, never Somebody fixed it. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's find out what fixed this gulf. Praise the living God. The Bible is an interesting book. Let the scriptures explain. I want you to turn to the book of Romans chapter 11, verse 25 and verse 7 and 8. Romans 11. Exciting walk of the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Are we there? Can I read on? Romans 11 verse 25. Blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentile they come in. One day, Israel have not, listened to this, obtained that which he seeketh for. What is seeking for? 11.25, is it not there? Hebrew, Romans 11? It's there. I'm sure of that. Let's go back to verse 7. It's the part B of Romans 11.25. You're going to see there. Is it there? Have you seen it? Okay. The part B of Romans 11.25. Can I take it again? Then you go back to verse 7 and verse 8. I know I have to put it that way. Now back again to Romans 11, 25, the B part. Blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles they come in. What's it? Israel had not obtained that which is seeked for. But the election has obtained it. What is it that we obtained? 
What is that people, other people obtain that they not obtain? Salvation in who? In Christ. What was he seeking for? Water. Water of salvation. Israel have not obtained salvation. But the election have. Hallelujah. Are you there? And the rest were what? Blinded. According as it is written, God. Everybody say God here. God have given them, the Jews, what? The spirit of slumber. Eyes. Praise the living God. That they should not do what? See. And ears that they should not hear. Until what? This day. He said they golfed them. So, who fixed the gods? Is God. Can you understand? That is what Abraham said. This gulf is fixed. This gulf is fixed until the time when the fullness of the Gentiles have come in. Then, then you will see, then you will hear, and you will understand. The salvation you are looking for now, you can obtain until this blindness is removed. So only God can remove the blindness. When the fullness of Gentiles have come in, in other words, when the people that God intended should be saved before the Jews are finally saved, have been what? Saved. Are you listening to this? Hallelujah. So there's a big God that is fixed. That is why you see this Bible. I, I want to plead with you. When you read it, read it with some little bit of reservation, with fear. Because you think you think you know, you end up discovering that you don't know anything about it. It is not their fault that they don't understand. It is simply a blindness caused by God. That you and I may come into the covenant of Abraham to get an inheritance. And until the fullness of the Gentiles they come in, this blindness will not be removed from their eyes. So no matter how many crusades you want to do there, sorry, you only need to find out like Daniel. When will the fullness of the Gentiles come in so that you can go in there and do the preaching? Hello? That is what we don't know. Because of zeal, we do so many things unknown to us that God is not yet interested in those things. Picture Daniel going to and pray when it was more than 70 years in Babylon. And you think God will break his covenant because of what he wants? Hello? Are you still here? So there is this big God that is fixed that he just cannot understand who Jesus is. It is just not possible. Hey man, it is just not possible. They can't understand it. They can't accept him. They can't receive him. They can be coming in in trickles. Maybe one or two or three just coming in. But when we talk about the fullness of the Jewish people, because if you read the last verse, then shall all Israel be saved. Verse 26. Then shall all Israel be saved. A time comes when all shall be saved. But for now, the Bible says, blindness is happened to Israel until this day that we're talking about. And it's not possible for them to understand Jesus Christ. And how can you now be saved without accepting Jesus? As long as they say they are looking for the Messiah, they can't get salvation. And that's the word that they are seeking for. They have not obtained it. And Abraham knew that, so he cannot violate the principle of God to begin to send Lazarus to get the water. Are you still here with me? Now, he said, see, <laughs> yes, my son, he called him his son. 
But he didn't make any promise. There's a big gulf. There is something happening in the spirit that you don't know. You might be desiring to come here, but you can't come. Because you will not be able to come into my bosom. I'm operating on a different platform now. I'm not the one you used to know. I'm not just the father of Isaac. I'm not just the father of Jacob. I'm not even just the mother of Sarah. I'm the father of the whole world now. Unknown to you. And until that understanding comes to you, you can't come to where Lazarus is now. Do you understand what I'm talking about? The God was a mentality of the Jews. And that's the same thing today that we have in Christianity. It's still a big gulf that is fixed. That's why I have a lot of denominations. As they want the salvation, they will begin to define, 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 define. As they want the righteousness, they will begin to quote and quote and quote. Still a big gulf. And when you don't quote the way they quote, you don't know God. Hallelujah. The big gulf is fixed. But Jesus removed this gulf. Praise the living God. Let's remove. So can't we see what the gulf really means? It is a blindness of the heart of the Jews that they cannot accept the gospel of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God unto what? Unto salvation. Praise the Lord. Their rejection of Christ puts them into what? Into hell. Amen. They rejected him who even came to protect them as the end covering her chickens from external what? Evasion. Mighty 23, 37, 38. Why? Because they were blinded. Their rejection was not because they wanted to, but because they were what? They were blinded. That is why, you see, Paul balanced this thing. When he was saying, say you Gentiles, don't rejoice because the Jews have landed. Have you read that? He said, because if from the holy tree was brought out and you were grafted in, you have no cause to rejoice. Because even that same God who brought out that branch can still pluck you out and bring back the holy seed. That is why we should preach with reservation. Even when we think we are righteous, may we be careful. Because you don't understand how God is working. So you cannot now stand up and begin to cause the Jews. God will be telling you, you are very stupid. It is for your sake I blinded them. So I so feel that God that when the place is filled, I will bring them in. You don't know what you are saying. You should only be having sympathy. Not even sympathy, it is compassion. Because the difference between sympathy and compassion, I'm sure. I don't know Ibo Hallelujah. You see, compassion is you see somebody who is really going through certain things, and you begin to realize it is not of his doing that he's doing that thing. Are you understanding me? Right. And you 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 know, maybe you feel you ought to help. Now, this time around, because you can't help, but you can help. How do you help? You're going to be asking God for mercy. Ask God to open your eyes. That's why St. Paul will pray. May your eyes of understanding be what? A light. That should be the prayer you should pray for every unbeliever. Whether they be Jews or Gentiles, who are known of the Lord. May the eyes of your understanding be what? Enlightened to know. Instead of telling them you are going to be going to hell, 
of telling them they will never come out of hell. Just say they make the eyes of understanding the world, be enlightened. It's as simple as that. That's as I was saying, be careful. You will saying this. If God does remove them for a while, and you are rejoicing, ah, now we get the kingdom. You know, we are the people. Say, look at this idiot. You don't know what I'm talking about. I can get you out of there. Look. You see, there is a way you will behave. God gets angry and shot in the days. I'll take you out and bring them in. God will help us. Praise the living God. Are you still with me? Alright. God will help us, I break you. Because we do not understand. Okay. <laughs> so, it was God that did this. And so, neither shall... Uh, where am I? And so, neither Abraham nor Lazarus could cross it. Hmm? Until the fullness of the Gentile, the world, they come in. And so, all Israel shall be saved. Can you get it now? Now if all Israel shall be saved, it means this God will either be filled up or breached. Praise the Lord. If the fullness of the Gentiles will eventually come in, it means something is going to happen that will cause, because he said all Israel shall be saved. That means this man that was looking for that water will eventually find water. You didn't understand me. Now, how is he going to find it? It's either the thing is going to be bridged or filled. Either way, something is going to happen. Either the valley is filled or it is bridged. Whichever way. Now, what is scripture revealed to me? Outside of the what? Because you see, this ceiling of the valley that we read before in Isaiah 40 is not a literal thing. I'm sure you know. Okay? So, in the true sense of it to me, the valley is going to be filled. Be filled with cry, be filled with another, be filled with valley, it's going to be filled. And, and, and not filled, I mean, in the sense of maybe putting tip of sand. But ordinarily, what I see here is that the valley was bridged. Praise the living God. And I'm going to read a scripture to you on that. Praise the Lord. Let's look at it. So, we say, if all such I faith means that God will either be bridged or filled. So what will the bridge What will be the bridge across this gulf For Lazarus or the rich man to walk over It is Christ himself For he is a ladder That reaches from air to where To heaven Which angels ascending are doing what Descending upon According to John chapter 1 verse 51 And Genesis 28 verse 12 Everybody walks through Christ Hallelujah Amen The ladder that Job, what was it? Is it, is it Job? I mean, Jacob saw in Genesis 28. Can you remember that? He said, Angels are descending and what? Descending. And then in John 1 51, Jesus was speaking to Nathan and I said, Nathan, Nathaniel? Nathaniel. And I said, Thereafter, you're going to see angels ascending and descending upon who? Upon the sun. So it's a bridge. At least we can walk in him. And when the Jews finally accepted what happened, they walked in him. Simple. The bridge is over. No more gulf. I said the gulf is bridged in Christ. So it's not Sunday for eternity. Sorry. That those of us that cannot come over here, there was a time, yes. But now it is bridged. Hallelujah. And beside, at the same, at 
the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Philippians 2 10 to 11. Every tongue, including the Jews, every, not some, every, not just Gentiles, every, not just Americans, every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. So when every tongue confesses, do you think there's still going to be any golf fix? No golf. We all are going to be thinking the same thing. Behaving the same way. Acting in the same way. Fulfilling the will of the Father. Revealing paradise on earth. Paradise on earth. Making Eden manifest again. Revealing God's glory to creations. Animals and trees rejoicing because the sons of God have come forth again. Hallelujah. What a loss in Adam they are going to discover in God's creation. Amen, somebody. Are we seeing friends? Alright. Now let's move on. Thou the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that they might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Galatians 3, 14, 28-29. Did you get that? No Jew, no Gentile. No male, no female. No golf. That's what it means. The golf is preached already. Everybody just walking across. Everybody drinking from the same pool of water. Everybody has his own cup. Nobody is begging anybody to bring a tip of water. Because we are going to be thinking the same way. Hallelujah. I just wanted to picture something. In this local session, anyway, a brother and sister name is mentioned. You don't think twice about it, do you? He just says, yes, he's my person. He, he belongs to. So, do you know this? Yes, it's our fellowship. And when you say it's in our fellowship, your mind goes beyond just merely the divine encounter. I don't know if you follow what I'm talking about. You are bringing everything together. Our thinking, our attitude, our concept, what we believe, what we are going into. Are you hearing what I'm talking Just that one sentence means all of that put together. And that's what I'm talking about. A time comes in creation when nobody can be talking about Hinduism or Muslims or whatever. You know, you can't. A time comes when those things can no longer be there. The bridge is just continuously going under construction. In fact, it's already half the chasm. It's, it's, it's already half it. Are you following what I'm talking about? It's already past half of this thing. It's going to cross. It, the truth of it, it, it has already even crossed, but people don't know how to walk into it. We only need to tell them there's a bridge for you to walk into. That's all. That's your preaching. There's already a bridge constructed, but you're not seeing it. Come, let me lead you. That's why the Bible said, the spirit and the bride say, come. Where are we inviting them to? Just to show them the bridge. Now, you don't need to stay on the other side. I mean, I'm mean, thirsty. Come and drink from the fountain of life. That those who eventually believe out of their belly shall flow what? Rivers of living water. You don't need a drop. What you need is a river. Praise God. Amen. Now 
they are both scripture, though the God still exists in the consciousness of so many people. Ultimately, it shall be bereaved and finally removed, so that Lazarus and the rich man will all find themselves in the bosom of Abraham, as it were. People of God, the gulf is not a peak somewhere. It is a realm of separation, spiritually speaking, in terms of spiritual consciousness. It must be noted today, universally speaking, there is no physical body. No, 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 no. Mystical body, that's what I mean there. There is no mystical body that surpasses that of the Christ consciousness. Change that into mystical body, not physical body. Hallelujah. There is no mystical body that surpasses that of the Christ consciousness. But even the so-called Christians do not know this. But to the enlightened, we do know that the gulf have been breached. But men in the darkened mind, like the Jews, are still separated in their consciousness through the ignorance that is in them. Praise the living God. Amen. Did you understand what I said there? Okay. This is mystical body. When I talk about mystical body, you talk about all kind of religious groups. Hmm? Talk about those in cultism, talk about those in uh, the Amok. Talk about you see, I met with a brother recently we were discussing. I call him a brother, though it's not in the well, it's in the fit. It's in the fit. We were talking and he said because he, I find him hanging one calendar in his house. And I said, brother, just, can you please tell me a little bit of this, your faith? He's a Christian. He's one of the big denominations. Uh, MF, MF, MFM. Right? MFM, okay. I said, please, can you tell me something about this thing? And uh, he went and I said, because I used to know you to a level. And I said, when I knew you, some three, four years ago, you were not into this. So how did you come into this? And I used to know your thinking, uh, your kind of vibration and so on. Said, so, um, said so yes. Uh, the truth of him is, 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 is strange how he came into this thing. But even then, he has his own um, understanding about the whole thing. He's not completely into it because the level of operation seems to be a little bit too low. <laughs> He was just talking to me. Because I used to know him some four years ago. If I was saying that since he didn't see me, he thought I've crossed, I'm no longer out of the country. I said, What did you think so? He said, But he just saw it that I should have been out of the country by now. I said, Very much, he's in Nigeria. I'm not leaving this country until God says so. Amen. You see what I mean? You see, because there is a way God raises you in your mind, and some of these things become childish play. Do you understand? It's not that they are not getting results. They are getting results. But then, it is still at a lower level. When we talk about the Christ consciousness, why am I bringing this story? He made a story. He said, I give a point. He said, one thing that drove him into searching was, he was reading one of their monographs, that's Amok monographs. And it came to a point, this spirit of Lewis himself, who founded the Amok wrote to a point and said in one of the monographs he was reading and said after all consciousness Christ is the highest consciousness that anybody can involve to he said my God now if Christ should be the highest consciousness what am I doing here do you understand that he said what am I doing here 
know that thing was not circulated. It was kept until after the death of this man. And eventually it was published, but not everybody gets in touch with it. It is actually for the initiate who have grown to a level, a degree in it. They are the only people that reach it. So he has written to that level when he read that thing. And he said, no, if that is the case, let me look for the Christ. That's what pulled him out. Do you understand that? And we are discussing, he was saying, he said, I like you and I love the things you say. He said, but not all Christians have this understanding. Praise the living God. That the true sense of it, we who claim to be Christian do not understand what we have. We do not understand what we have. Up to this hour, and that is the truth. Do you know what it means to be Christ-like? We can't understand what it means to be Christ-like. We just take it religiously. We are only after the problems. You see, it's like we have too much problems so that we are not thinking spiritually. I think that is a fact. We have too much wahala, too much lack of money, lack of... So our mind is still very much on the earthly things. We are just dense, very heavy. So we are not contented spirit. Everything God is ministering to is how we can solve our daily problems. But that ought not to be the reality. The real thing is how you can involve more and more into God. Do you understand what I'm talking about? The gulf is already fixed. Our thinking should be one. Our thinking should be one. I can't imagine me harming you. I can't imagine me harming you in any way. I can't even imagine me harming a human being. Hallelujah. Are you I can't see it happening. It can't be. It just can't be. That the Christ consciousness is the universal spirit that brings all men everywhere. Jews are Gentiles. Hebrews, name it. Muslims, everybody together. Only one consciousness. Yesterday I was with him and we were discussing and we were reading the Quran. Somebody said that. Ah, Christian reading the Quran. So what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? And you look at Surah 2. We were telling one guy, say, Islam can never be God's given religion. It's not possible. Because in Surah 2, they are telling you plainly there, all those who don't believe, kill them. I have a copy in the house. Good enough, he has a copy too. I have a copy of the Quran. I, I read. Amen. Now we told the guy, oh boy, if this is true, how would God say kill anybody who doesn't believe in what you believe? <laughs> you understand what I'm talking about? It's as a Christian, you should be learning. You know why St. Paul was good? Because when it comes to the Greeks, he was there. If it comes to the Jews, he was there. Do you understand that? He can answer anybody, anytime, anywhere, even from your own religious background. He can answer it. But what do you know as a child of God? What truly do you know? We don't know anything. We don't know anything. Even this book, we don't even know it. Eh? We just quote it and like Maxwell will say, open some 23 under your pillow so that when the witches come, they will see the thing there. They will carry you on the book. <laughs> you will see yourself the next day with the book under your bed. Both of you under bed. Yes, the pillow, the Bible is under your head. 
one of you under there, you'll be surprised. This is not what works. It is inside. Do you understand what I'm saying? It is inside. I want you to develop your spirit. Not all these fairy stories that the church have told us. Wipe them out of your mind. Remove them and begin to develop your mind and develop your spirit and see where we can be. And I begin to think like our God and feel like our God. Let the pulse of our God be in our heart. He said, The love of the Father is shared abroad where in our heart. To all men, to all men, everybody, to all men, in your compound, to all men, whether they be Jews or Gentile, whether they be Islam, makes nothing. To all men, they can't even harm you. Hallelujah. Praise the living of somebody. I just pray God will help us. I don't know. Are we okay? Am I teaching? <laughs> I don't, does anybody have any question so that we can close? They're just teaching. I'm not preaching. So, do I have any question? Can we pray? I'm finished. I think I'm true for tonight. Just talk to God. I just give you freedom to pray. But what is important that I think you need to pick this evening is the bridge that is already fixed. And how we can make people come in to this bridge. So that our thinking can be one. I just want you to think along that line. Please. How can become one? How can our understanding become one? How can our mindset become one? How can we make other people to come to this understanding? How can we? I think we need to ask for prayer and say, God, so that we can invite people to hear this truth. And God, what do you want us to do with what you are giving to us? When and how is it going to come up? In the air, I mean, at any level where people can really receive these things. But what can we do? Let's talk to you, God. What can we do, Lord? We need to bridge this thing. We need to cause people to understand that this bridge is already there. How do we reach them? Where are the people now that we need to contact to begin to come over? Yes, there is still this invitation. We still have the rich man saying, Lazarus, give me a drop of water. Are we going to answer that request or are we going to respond like Abraham? But you see, as at when Abraham said that the bridge was not fixed, because Jesus had not yet died, but now the bridge is fixed. The bridge is fixed. So Lazarus have no need to suffer. I mean, the rich man have no need to be suffering on the other side. We can always tell them to come up. We can reach out to them. Somebody may be inviting you. In the spirit unknown to you, ask the Lord, Father, where is that individual that is thirsty? I have. I have water to give to that person. Talk to your father. I have water to give to that individual. Father. There is somebody that needs a drink. They are thirsty all over the world.